And welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And welcome to episode 142. Two. I couldn't remember if one or two. Um, where tonight we're going to talk about hobby fatigue, how you can get over it, what it is, and any type of thing related to getting burnt out. Um, so, other than that, um, let's give a shout out to all of our sponsors real quick. We want to thank Metalhead Minis for uh, selling products of ours and uh, having a place for us to sell everything that we have and do, not only for More Than Dice, but Warfare Weekend also. Um, guys, go check it out. There will be a link uh, eventually pop up um, in there, which I actually need to do that. I think the link I put on there broke and it's not working right now. Um, yeah. Oh, somebody mentioned that in the stream the other day that the link was broken, so I turned off that prompt. Okay. Uh, which which link was it? And then, you know then I forgot. It's the one that's still in there, but it's turned off. Okay. I'll just go back in there and fix it. Maybe yeah. John can go in there and post it every so often. He could be our, our bot just every once in a while to post it. <laughs> John bot. I think I could do that. Yeah. Um, but we want to thank Lynn, of course. Uh, don't forget, you can also check out her uh, her Twitch stream also, uh, Metalhead Minis, where she does like streams in the morning. She does like morning streams. Uh, Tectonic Crest Studios, I want to thank Dan the Man for always supplying really cool MDF laser printout stuff for us. Um he also supports a lot of conventions, and we really like that. Uh, helps them out to get terrain because we know terrain is a bitch when it comes yeah, it's to convention. All these conventions canceled because I can. I know Las Vegas Open hasn't canceled, but take my word for it, it's going to cancel. Yeah, they will. I, I have just, just you know, just plan for it. Well, no. I mean, it doesn't take rocket scientists to figure this out. Yeah, the, <laughs> Las Vegas is canceling everything. And then we want to thank uh, Muse on Minis for hosting our files and uh, getting the word about uh, word out about us and uh, shoving us around to different things. Guys, if you don't if you don't watch us here, you can listen to every single podcast on every streaming service. iHeartRadio. Uh, we just put in for uh, Amazon uh, podcasts, oh. um, so we should be on there pretty soon. But yeah, All we're on the usual ones. On everything. So there's always a way to find us, and you can listen to us become really stupid at times and just ramble all the time. A rant. I'm known for that. Oh, what? No. Not after you've had a few drinks in you. No, never. John is such I, a cuddly teddy bear. I only oh. ever have one drink here. It's just very large and sometimes aggressive. <laughs> so with that... John uh, is just a teddy bear. Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking hot tea, and I have with me a rum and coke. Rum and coke. But this is what... I did just get handed my hot tea, and it's actually too hot for me to drink right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shame jo about Bond being moved again. Yeah, the the James Bond release got moved again. Yeah, oh, well. one of the cinema. To have to basically close down. Yeah, I think it's really now in like Easter 2021. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to even look at movies, showtimes until I feel comfortable going back to a theater. Yeah. 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 Um, John, what are you drinking today? Well, um, solidarily with hopefully what Captain Mizzy uh, chose, I have a Force Flow, 
which is Kraken rum and orange juice. Whatever. Hey. <laughs> busy. Uh, tonight, I, since medication's all done, I am drinking some Maker's Mark. Only about, like, uh, one finger's worth. So, um, other than that. Guys, please, please, please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. Um, please wear your mask. Be safe. Wash your hands. Everything. Um, keep an eye on each other. Um, if you haven't heard from your friend in a while, just send a little thing. I had to do that today because I haven't heard from somebody. And they're doing just fine. But, hey, I would rather that than, you know, something else. So, um, from all of us. Oh, yeah, we, do we have? We do have. I did. There was a... Before we do that, we have a salute. Terry Goodkind. Um, the author. Uh, I think that was actually the last week, though, wasn't it? No, that was this week. Was it this week? I thought for some reason I was thinking it was last week. Um, passed away. I don't... I've never read any of his books, I have to say. But I do know of the books. Um, I, I don't... I couldn't find any reasons or what happened... Um, to him, but I know that he was very well liked by a lot of people, and his books were very well liked. Um, so, uh, we'll raise a glass to him also. Um, Gonzo using magic and in to keep it. Uh, yeah, of course. See, y'all don't really know that I'm actually in outer space flying around in a circle. There's no gravity. Oh, I, I have a gravity machine that does it for me. <laughs> Sounds like whatever. Can I have a drink? Guys, please take care of each other. Please take care of yourself. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's good. Mm -mm. All right, so let's go ahead and switch over to me. Painting. Um, I think I have everything set up correctly. Yay, I did. Um, So I told them to remind me, because in case I didn't. Um, I messed up on my Necron. See this really cool one? Blah, blah, blah. You know, they got the cool, you know, color shift paint. Mm. And so on and so forth. Mm. I like all the, you know, I like the red. I got to do a little bit of touch up on the green up here. Because some of the black got into it. No big deal. I forgot what color shift paint I used. <laughs> right, googly moogly. <sighs> I forgot what Just color. Just painted out on uh, something. I tried and it didn't do anything, so I went to do some airbrushing to get it and go. Because I thought oh, it was gosh. like this red goblin, but it isn't. Uh -huh. So I'm gonna have to take my airbrush out and airbrush a bunch of spoons. That way I can see what it is. Because I was pretty upset about that. That's pretty funny. It is. <laughs> way to go, Gonzo! Thanks for being a dumbass. So, but I mean, he's almost done for the most part. I got, you know, just touching up and everything else. But for the most part, he looks pretty sweet. Oh, I got to pull up. Yeah, let, me, let me tilt my camera this way. I mean, I don't know what else I want to do. I got to do some stuff in here. And then I got to do something with this. I don't know. I may do. Oh, Banyan has a good point. Did you talk about it on stream? Because if you did, it's possible there's a VOD you could go back and watch where you were working on it. I think I may have said, but I was not sure. Because I think you, I think you said which one you liked better. Yeah, but no oh well. If anything, I just bring out my airbrush, airbrush a bunch of spoons, oh. and go with it. Captain Izzy's pretty sure you did. 
Yes, he did, says Captain Nizzy. So, so something I got to work on. Go. I got to figure out what it is. Um, but other than that, I mean, these look pretty sweet because I have a vehicle that I wanted to test out the thing on. So I can just prime that black and then kind of go with it. But I got like a bunch of different things to try out in here and got to do some stuff in here and here. So, oh well. I do need to work on Thanos and get him done. I need to get that purple. Where is that? Chitty, purple. That purple. Chitty purple. Chitty so purple. So I went with a kind of a bronze gauntlet. Can you? Does it really show up as a bronze? Oh, you yeah. can see that it's different yeah. than the gold. Okay. Yeah, it's very distinct. Good. Um. And I did a dry brush of a little bit of silver over the top of it just to kind of give it a little bit of, you know, type thing. So. Oh, the base material I'm using is a pain in the butt to use once the models are on there. Hey, avocado kids. And then, of course, I need to do this. And he's almost done. I just need to do his lay black on him. The leader. So. So let's talk about hobby fatigue. Hobby fatigue is a real thing. I don't care if anybody says you can get burnt out pretty quickly painting miniatures, putting together miniatures, you name it. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't understand this concept either. <laughs> Fresh um, Ramos says, did you see that Reaper is discontinuing some of the paint line? Oh, no, did not. I heard something about that. Are any of the Reaper clears on it, Trash? I'm relying on you. <laughs> no. Tim, stock up. Buy it all, buy all. Is there a reason why they're discontinuing them, or is it just... Things that are less popular, yeah. I suppose. It's such a nice saturated orange. Yeah, but and it realizes it mixes really well with that phthalo blue. Mm. I mixed it with the phthalo green for a really nice green color too the other day, which is a revelation. Oh, this is tea, avocado kids. This is Earl Grey. Steaming hot. Just the way Picard likes it. <laughs> true. So the paint palette, week two, <laughs> still working. Good. Red is still there. I mean, it's a little bit watery and such, but, you know, I've left it there on purpose to see how it would get. So it's been okay. Um, Where is my... Yeah, I don't really have a... Hobby fatigue. Does anybody in the chat get the hobby fatigue? Do you get burnt out? Like if you're painting an army or you've got one squad done and now you've realized that you have, you know, a whole another horde. You have like two more squads of the same thing and you're like, oh my God. Because I don't, that doesn't happen to me. Or like when you're on day 17 of painting the uh, Daily Bugle and you're like, Fuck, why won't this thing end? <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed. I was impressed with 
how much more that you wanted to do on that where I would have expected you to call it done sooner, but you're like, but then I want to do this. And I'm like, that's actually a good idea. And I didn't expect it. And then I think, well, that's going to be the last thing. He'll be done with it. And then you're like, but I'd like to do this other thing and tweak it this way. And I'm like, that is another good idea. And that will make it look better. Yeah, it just (laughs) kept going. It was spiraling. uh, my, My eyes were bigger than my stomach, so to speak. It did turn out good, though. You must be pleased about that. Oh, I am pleased with how it turned out. <laughs> There's a couple points where I'm like, fuck. Like, if you ever see a day when I'm not working on the same thing again, that's my version of hobby fatigue. It's like I cannot be asked to paint this fucking thing right now. Well, and why else. not paint something different? I mean, why not work on one thing one day and then you feel like maybe for whatever reason you're you're gonna suck it if you try and work on that thing the next day just pick something else that you've got primed i do that all the time and see that's probably the reason why you say you don't have that much hobby fatigue i always have a whole bunch of things going on i've got countless i mean i could count them but that would be boring to wait for me to count them all at varying stages of you know of prep you know i have just primed i have zenithal you know my half as zenithal i have things that are half painted you know things that are almost done uh just varying stages bases that could be painted because you know when when you feel like you haven't painted in a few days and you feel rusty you know or you feel stiff or you were just doing yard work and your hands are shaking or whatever and you don't feel like you can do the free hand on this thing that you're working on, obviously. Well, now that's a great time to just slap some base coats on some bases or, or do a little dry brushing. It became hobby time and suddenly you're like, I can't paint. I've been drinking too much. That's when you do the little stuff. Yeah, that's when you just do the do the base coats or the dry brushing. Do something really easy that doesn't take a ton of uh, fine uh, brush control. So Russ mentions he doesn't get much time to hobby and never seem to get much done. It makes it hard to feel fulfilled. May I suggest hobby streak? Half an hour per day, every day. You don't seem like you get much done, but the next thing you know, you've got a whole forge painted up. And then you just keep going. It, it never gets overwhelming. You just schedule in, you know, that time and you just keep going. I I will heartily suggest it, you know, 1,000 and Jesus Christ, however many days in. 1,033 days in. And that's the thing where sometimes you just like, if I can just get through this half hour, and then other times you're like, you've got a half hour, and you just in the groove, and you just blow right past it, and pretty yeah. soon, you know, two hours have passed. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're in that sort of uh, hobby, uh, uh, my brain just stopped. Funk. The hobby funk, yeah, doing a half an hour at a time, you know, it, it, it might either break you out or it's not overwhelming. You'd be like, you know, I can get a half an hour done. It's not that bad. You know, and then sometimes you take the time to, like, clean your desk or whatever, you know. And, you know, because someone mentioned that earlier, cleaning your desk helps a lot. Getting it all clean up, make it look fresh. Does it look as, uh, I don't know, crazy? You know, like, ah. Yeah, because it looks like there's so much, like, oh, there's so much stuff here. Then you look clean up like it's really not that much stuff is this guy who's done this guy who's done 
a guy back there who's a test model, test model guy. I'm not going to finish for a while. These guys are pretty much done. You know, I can take a bunch of stuff off my desk. Yeah, so, yeah, I understand with the pain. Well, just try and do it whenever you can. You know, there's another thing um, similar that the guys were doing called Hobby 300, where they try and hobby for 300 days out of the year, just a bit. You know, just try when you get there. Don't worry about making, don't worry about what you're getting done. Just work on making the most of the time you've got. You know, just sit there and like, maybe you can only get these bases prime black today. Hey, that's, that's something that's enough. It'll get your progress. Little progress is still progress. Trust me on that. Speaking of which, I'm going to prime some bases. I you just said go back and read through all the chat. Yeah, there's a lot of chat. John asked to remind Banyan to try these translucent paints when he goes to do his black order. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Nosferatu is just about done with these death guards. Nurgle, help him. Awesome. We'll, we'll see if Banyan actually paints anything. He painted <laughs> so, I'm sure I remember that. You have to paint things now, Banyan. Shadows Over Scotland is burnt out on RPGs. I, I've actually been there back in the day, you know. Uh, There's a point where I'm just like, you know, I still showed up for them, but I, at a point I was going through the motions. Not really giving it my all, and I hate that. Oh, I'm dying but to play. It's hard. You know, all you can do is hope the group takes a break, because it's really hard for one person in the group to take a break. So... That's the toughest one is the role-playing hobbies. You just have to hope either you have to bow out of the group, you know, talk to the GM, see if they can work a way to have your character leave at a point where they could come back. Or maybe the group wants to take a break and you just haven't discussed it so no one knows. It's uh, it's tough. It may be, like I said, the toughest because miniature gaming and all that stuff, the two-player games are easy. You can just walk away. Like any hobby, if you're playing WoW, let's say, you can just walk away. I mean, sure, you're like, oh, my whole group's through the rating. You, you can just not log in. It is surprisingly just that easy. But I understand the feeling of not wanting to let your group down. It's always good to discuss it. Like, uh, so I said earlier during the uh, preamble, my unit in MechWare Online is doing competitive play. And a couple of the guys, like last night, was like, hey, you know, I really want to, but this happened, this happened, I'm not feeling it. Another guy's like, well, I got this thing. I'm like, hey, dude, it's okay. You know, real life comes first. It's all good. You don't feel like you're letting us down. We'll work it out, you know. I always appreciate when someone feels that way, but, you know, you've got to take care of yourself because at the end of the day, unless you're married happily, you're, no one else is going to. So if you need that time yourself to not do something, it was like there are days when I'm like, maybe I can just not hobby streak today. Maybe I can just be done with it. I mean, I end up hobby streaking anyways. But, you know, if you get in that point where you just literally can't pick up a paintbrush, then I can don't. But don't let it overwhelm you and become like, oh, I haven't painted so long. It's not worth it to start again. It's always worth it to start again. Try and make a, a bargain with yourself. Like, all right, I'm going to take three days off and then I'm going to jump back in, you know, and start painting again or start. Especially when it's like, I'm going to, I'm just going to hobby for 15 minutes or I'm just going to hobby for a half an hour, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes 
you struggle to get through that 15 minutes or a half an hour and other times you get in the groove all of a sudden unexpectedly maybe and uh, before you know it an hour has passed or even two hours yeah and i always like have something simple you can paint i got these walls i'm working on i'm not going fast i'm just putting paint on them when i can i don't really not like worry about going fast or anything i'm just chilling putting paint you know i got times like this i could base a shit ton of models at once if i'm feeling just like basing stuff you know if you get in the mood for something trying to have something like kathy does at every stage you know i got some guys i can put hardcore finishing highlights on if i get in the mood it's just a rare mood but still you know i went back and touched up another model because i was in the mood you know i'm like oh, i want to touch him up let me touch him up yeah you do that sometimes you're in the mood for that sometimes you're not and often my Tuesdays are that way because I'll be busy doing other things on the weekend sometimes and I won't get any painting done on a Saturday, Sunday, and even on a Monday. And so Tuesday, I'm like, I feel rusty, you know, because just like you just like anything, you got to warm up for, you know, like sports or music, or whatever. You got to you got to warm up a little bit. You can't just, you know, play your symphony cold. Yeah, whether it be physical, uh, physical, you've got to warm up and get get into the right mindset and uh, you know, groove, so to speak. So usually, like I'm painting the uh, the ancient one, which is a big model, and it's taking me quite a while to work on it. But Tuesday, I'll probably have I'll probably work on one of these other models that I have sitting next to me for a little bit, just to kind of warm up. Maybe put some base coats on one of these reaper models mm-hmm. how do you do it so kathy you know being commissioned painter and stuff and someone says hey will you paint this unit for me or this army for me type thing how do you get over you know the fatigue of painting one model at a time when you're when you're on a deadline uh oddly enough i <laughs> usually have people who are like you know, whenever you get to it, I, I do much better on the deadline. If somebody says I need this done by this time, I'm much better with it than I am with an open-ended thing. I I prefer deadlines. Like when I when I wanted to paint the uh, the quad color challenge Reaper miniature, mm-hmm. I I painted extra. I painted many extra hours. I stayed up late painting i painted during the podcast um and then i found out that the deadline was the day before i thought it was (laughs) (laughs) so it didn't matter anyways but he's done so yeah deadlines can be good and bad so we'll work with deadlines sometimes they're good for you but sometimes they're also bad you've got to recognize in what state of mind you are if you're not totally burnt out but you need direction and sometimes it is what it is you just need direction rather than that you can do a deadline like hey i want to get x all painted like i wanted to finish all my marvel presence protocol models before i bought any new ones mm-hmm. like i'm not going to go and find any new ones to buy until i get done what i got i'm yeah, done what i got i can me. buy new ones but again i'm probably not going to right now because i'm painting legion my, my self-made deadlines don't work as well as other concrete deadlines well, that's, you have to start treating yourself fake ones like 
like a real <laughs> like another deadline like a work deadline you gotta you gotta treat them all the same yeah you know if you're like i'm gonna do this by this date you gotta go for it you know and set aggressive deadlines for yourself if you know you've got extra leeway don't use that leeway. don't back that in set yourself you know if you know you've got you got a week and a half but you know it's probably gonna be two weeks give yourself a week and a half Look, I'm gonna do this in a week and a half. You get extra time. You get extra time. It's all good. But you know, you, you'd like, be surprised how much it helps you get into it because you want to challenge yourself. Sort of like whenever you're painting for like Adepticon or uh-huh. getting ready for a convention. That's where I'm like, oh, now sometimes I'm like, damn it, I have to get this done. But my butt works harder when I get it done. Yep, yeah. that's who I, mean, I am. If I if I have these convention deadlines, I get I get more stuff of my own done. Like the the scissoring of desire would be done already <laughs> <laughs> instead of sitting in a box so that it doesn't collect dust. Uh, but I like what Trasharama said here. He said, "But for serious, sometimes Twitch is a good way to stay in, and sometimes you get inspired by it." And uh, I agree with that, too. It's been a lot of fun for me to watch other people's uh, Twitch streams and chat with the other painters and look at what other people are doing, look at what paints they're using, look at, you know, how they're making their bases. Mm -hmm. Uh, It also becomes like that social painting that I think many of us were used to. Yeah. Maybe that's how your store did it. Maybe not. Social painting is so much more enjoyable. It's sort of why we do what we do here. You know, I know not all of you paint or hobby while you're doing this, but it is a good idea because now you've got, you know, set hobby time with hopefully some people you enjoy listening to. I mean, you're still listening to us. So. I feel like I need to get in on the uh, on the Reaper uh, Discord hobby hangout thing. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Trasharama? It's the... They have like a, a voice it's chat. You can it's like video hobby chat hangout. or whatever. Yeah. And you can just hang out. Paint club. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, the Reaper Paint Club. Just to hang out with other painters and chat mm-hmm. while painting. Absolutely. That's what that's for. I mean, it's it's a good idea. It'll help not only not get you to hobby punk, but it'll help motivate you to continue painting. You've got people there. There will be plenty of people to ask questions of an answer. Like I miss the uh, the hobby hangouts we used to do on uh, Google Hangouts. You know, it wasn't too often or whatever. Someone would start one, jump in. Yeah. We tried it for Hobby Street for a while back when there was more than just me posting in that fucking channel. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would definitely like to do more with uh, but, with hobby yeah. hobby hangouts or Reaper Paint Club and stuff like yeah. that. Maybe maybe painting in the evening. Um, yeah. Sometimes working out with your local people. If you got local people, say like, "Hey, let's get a hobby." Day. My my buddies do that sometimes. I don't join them because they choose to work the times ever. But you know, I know it's there if I want to. You know, just some hobby time. Like, hey, we're all going to get together and we're going to hobby paint from on this corner, you know on this day, you know Thursday nights or whatever. I, th- I think I need like a, a weekend one because if I want to include my European friends in my, uh, you know, in a hangout, if, if I want to do something with my European friends, 
it needs to be earlier in the day, like the time I'm normally streaming during the week. So it would have to be on uh, like a, a Saturday or on a Monday since those are days I don't stream. So. Yeah, and I definitely feel that they're, um, who said that? Legionnaires. So Twitch can help you get you out of there. And it's not just hobby, you know, hobby punk and hobby fatigue right now. 2020 has a lot of fatigues to it. I feel yeah. like it's it's been a good community just to be able to, between Twitch and Discord, and there's a lot of people that kind of cross over on the, the Twitch and the Discord uh, servers that I belong to, that it's just, it's a, it's a friendly community. There's a lot of socializing going on virtually. Uh, but we all feel like there's some time in the future at a convention, I know what's a convention, right? Uh, that we will meet face to face, you know, at some yep. point. This too shall pass. We'll be back. You know, uh, and actually, you're right, Shadow Stone. Keep thinking support networks. That literally what it is. Literally, you can think of a lot of your friends as just your emotional support uh, network. I mean, we all need the friends and everything. I mean, it's it helps. The littlest yeah. things help bring you out of a funk. I do miss uh, when the battle bunker closed. That was that they had the paint bar, and we used to every week go there and paint with other people. And I had the most fun sitting around that bar painting with, you know, with all these people and they became my friends and, you know, and I missed it. Yep. I do. I still miss it. And That's what uh, Bainer was done. talking about. Drop zone social painting. We had yeah. two large banks of stations that people could paint at. I mean, we could have a time. People would come in, they grab their seats, start painting, they get to play a game. You know, we all go to lunch, you know, it, was very social. I'd be there just about every Saturday, every week. That's the whole reason that, that's the whole reason that we started Fort Waffle in the first place was to, to have something like that at Adepticon, you know. Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't expect that it was going to be so big, like so many people wanting to sit down and hang out and paint. We. I planned for, you know, like four, six tables or whatever. And now there's like, I don't know, 20. <laughs> convention hall waffle. Eventually, just the whole convention hall of people. That, that would be it, awesome. It's funny because it's not even a, a room. It's like the, <laughs> Underneath the area. Underneath elevators and stairs. Yeah, <laughs> under the escalators in between the the hobby seminar rooms. And people are like, you need more tables in here. And I'm like, there's not enough space for more tables in here. No, it's it's packed. And people fight <laughs> for those spots, too. Yeah. Banyan, you are a member of Fort Wapple. <laughs> That's the only requirement right there. Show up. He's like, I want to be a member of Fort Wapple, all right? <laughs> well, welcome to Fort Wapple, huh? Yeah. Sit down and paint. Or build miniatures That's or whatever. It's, it's, think about how many people we've brought into our crews, into our, you know, lives or whatever, just by including them. I mean, my ex-roommate, Cree, that's uh, how she sort of got in. She moved in, didn't know anyone, went to the other game store, and, you know, it was fine. She's like, it was fine, but it wasn't the same. <laughs> she came here and started asking questions, and, you know, people jumped up, like, oh, yeah, we do this and this. 
what are you looking for? Or do you want me to try this and this? I can get you involved with these people. You know, it was, it was, I hate to say it was a store second, but it was kind of a store second. It was a hobby community first. What are we looking at? The, 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 the WaffleCon? <laughs> hey. Shadows Over Scotland is picking up the WizKid Paint Night Manticore kits for when you can grab friends and hang out and paint. I'll, I'll be wow. honest, as much as I generally dislike WizKids for multiple two reasons, their stuff is actually, their painting, paintable stuff is really good. Yeah. I've been very pleased. Oh, that's looking good. There's a lot of people that like them and more power to them. I have nothing bad to say about them. Admission one tube of oil paint. No, you need your oil paint. Admission cheerful attitude. It's really you just flash a tube of oil paint. That's your that's your uh no, see, I'm gonna get on a download. I'm gonna bring her a box of nerds. I don't ha yeah, nerds. Definitely. Bring me nerds. Also, <laughs> it's not going to happen anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't even have to be candy. You just bring yourself, because I know. <laughs> I said at work, everyone's like, you know, Good I talk about me. stuff like, John, you're kind of nerdy. I'm like, no, there's no kind of about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have still nerdy. never used oil paint. Nor have I. Uh, that's my winter thing. Uh, sometime this winter, I'm going to experiment with oils for the first time. And, you know, obviously I'll be streaming that. So everybody will get to point and laugh and heckle me from the sidelines. I mean, I ain't going to throw a stone in my house. They'll be like, that's not how James Wapple does it. <laughs> James Wapple ain't streaming right now, sucker. <laughs> But I always say when someone's like, well, so-and-so did it this way. Well, I'm not so-and-so, so I'm going to do it this way. <laughs> the fact that you don't like it means I'm more likely to do it my way anyway, because I'm a country and asshole sometimes. Uh, I just say suck it. That's that's a correct response, suck it. Two tears in the Only bucket. with love. <laughs> See? Because I'm not a terrible person. Well, then you say it the way my ex-wife would have said it. Suck it. Love and sparkling kisses. Sandra. That's what you would say. And it always made me chuckle. Fort Wapple after hours. So, <laughs> funny you should mention that, because at Adepticon, on Friday night, they wheel in the bar. The hotel does. They wheel in the bar. That right, hotel Gonzo? You were there, right? Yep. Or was that the year you weren't there? No, I, I was there. there. Plus, also, Adepticon, they have someone riding around on a bicycle with a refrigerator on the back of it selling beer see and the funny thing i find and this is weird if you treat people like adults like we're gonna have alcohol take care you know be responsible you're more likely to get responsible people you be like oh i can't have any alcohol you know motherfuckers doing shady shit drinking alcohol and being stupid then treat people like adults so they are more likely to act like adults mm -hmm. yes the minor exceptions Legionnaire says, I've been watching the stream for two years before James's stream popped up in my recommend. You know why that is, Legionnaires? Because he's only been streaming for like three months. Yeah. He's only been on Twitch for like three months. <laughs> yeah, I think only three. Possibly four. 
So that's why. Someone will tell Kathy she needs to meet and watch the the Wapelius Twitch streams. The Wapelius? Never heard of him. The. It's Vlieger Dragon, everybody. Top top. He says I met Kathy first. Someone should tell James that he should meet and watch Kathy paint. <laughs> he might learn something. Oh, shit. <laughs> Gauntlet Throne. Oh, he would tell you the same thing. That's true. I find every painter I've met who is quote-unquote good loves to meet other painters because they always learn something. Yeah, because everybody does things differently. Everybody has their own little ways that they do stuff, and... You know, and it's fun to see how you can incorporate those things. And I love the way those walls are turning out. Yeah, this is just the second level dry brush, and it is. Yeah. It is the difference. I uh, like the crap out of it, but I am done for now because I only do half of the time. I don't want to try and mess it up with my oily ass fingers on either side while I'm waiting for it to fully dry and everything. Besides, that's more than a half an hour, so I can stop whenever I want. Hugsbringer? Who's Hugsbringer? Is that the is that like a fifth chaos god that I didn't hear <laughs> of? <laughs> oh god. I uh since I know who Bania's talking about, I'm gonna tell him he said that. He's gonna find out music. That's your buddy the Jason to bring it hug. Also known as Left Out of the Wallaby. I would like a Jason hug. Uh, well, it's hard to get him out of the state. If there's somebody called Hugsbringer, I feel like I, I need the hug. Well, it's going be a waist high. He's kind of short. I would go to Maryland. I mean, you can come to Maryland. <laughs> we got a full couch. Excuse me. I have to go to Maryland to hug someone I've never met before. Get you some nice uh, Mission Barbecue uh, barbecue. Yeah. He's one of the Mission Barbecue people. Oh, he's he's part of our crew. I've known Jason since he was a young punk. V will hug Kathy too. There you go. Getting hugs everywhere. I will go to Minnesota for a V hug. <laughs> it's a little closer, I think. It is. It's eight hours instead yeah. of well, it's Maryland. Uh, more than 14. eight. Fourteen. Yeah, more than eight. Fourteen, maybe. Plus, honestly, as we get closer to uh, a certain date, I would stay further away from this particular area of the country. Just saying. Yeah, well, I'm coming from Chicago, so, you know. Actually, we're not doing that bad here. No, we're, we, the coronavirus-wise, we're doing fine. It's the rest of that bullshit. <laughs> yes, Shadows over Scotland will travel for hugs. Will travel for hugs. I, like I would that. go to Scotland for a hug. I mean, I'd go to Scotland for less than a hug, but I'll take a hug. Just think it'd be cool to see. Do you get to have bangers and mash too? Is that a thing they do in Scotland? I mean, technically, it's a thing they do everywhere. We've always black that. pudding. Is that a Scotland thing? Because I've never had it, but I'm willing to try it. I might be drawing the line at black pudding, but. I absolutely would try it at least one time. Okay. I'll try it. But I... once I don't like it, never again. Haggis, yeah, Haggis Fanion says, you know, like I said, uh, I would try something one time. And here we are back at food again. 
We always return to food. That's more of a Brit thing, is it? The stingers and mash, you mean? Or black pudding? I don't know. <laughs> I was taking pictures for our hobby streak update. And so I did it during the podcast. Still, still Brit, just about. I mean, there were people really trying to not be British, right? Well, based on how certain things went, can you blame <laughs> Not that I have any room to talk. Feel free to throw a shade at my particular country. We ain't exactly covering ourselves in glory right now. No. Covering ourselves in COVID. Sorry, wrong podcast for that talk. My apologies. For I mean, I pain. feel pretty clean, but, but you know. Yeah. <sighs> I only left the house for the second time uh, over the last uh, nine months this weekend. So... Uh, no, I actually had to go out both days shopping, and then I had to take Mimi on shopping. We went to a restaurant. Oh shit! I go to. Yeah. I actually did not go to Mission Barbecue this weekend because we were supposed to meet for uh, our competitive play. Then and we got on and we played some games, and it was fun. I will tell you, it was very surreal experience. You have to understand, I haven't been to a restaurant in over nine months. I think since March. Um, and of course, everything's different, mm-hmm. you know, less tables, yeah, server hard to hear with a mask on all of us with the mask. Oh, they had these QR codes, uh, stuck stickers on the corner of the table that you just scan with your phone and the menu comes up on your phone so that they don't have to pass menus around. Yeah, we are. That is legit as shit. That's, it was amazing. It was awesome. So I could just look at the menu on my phone. Well, the, uh, I went to birthday lunch last week. Um, let me tell you, Kathy, the leftovers were fucking amazing on Monday, too. So. Oh, I bet they were. Uh, I have leftovers from Friday night's dinner. Yeah. And all but, I uh, had was salad. They didn't have soy sauce out on the on the place. You couldn't just didn't have the bottles of soy sauce. They gave you packets. Mm, soy sauce. I'm like, okay, I... I was confused for a second. I'm like, okay, that actually makes sense. I'm down. Soy sauce is one of my favorite condiments. Soy sauce is pretty good. You mean colored salt? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> a little sugar in it. Yeah, but it, it mixes in with solids better than just salt does. Yeah. Yeah. We were we were trying to figure out some it's good. Not salt. <laughs> it's sodium. Sodium. Sodium colored sodium water. Mm-hmm. And you want salt? Talk to Trevor Christensen. But you know what? I've absolutely (laughs) just put salt in my hand and licked it off, so, you know. (laughs) That's not strange at all. No, not at all. Russ says I've forgotten what it's like to go out after being housebound for four plus years now. Uh, It's going to be weird going to a restaurant when I can actually go to one without feeling like I'm going to catch something. Uh, I don't generally, but like I, I tell you, when people walk around all the time in there without their masks, I'm giving them the stink eye. The stink. I, I kind of want to get up and be like, "Fucker, put your mask on," but that's gonna start a fight. Inside of MSG. <laughs> oh, love me some MSG, man. Trevor, who's Trevor? 
<laughs> That's my fault. I'm sure that was Bainey on post in that, right? Well, let me that was Legionnaires. Legionnaires. Trevor is the Trevor, salt Trevor's Trevor Christensen is a War Machine of Hordes uh, player and personality who was on Chain Attack, and he is known for being slightly salty. I love him. He's, he's a good dude. There was no alcohol involved in me licking salt off my hand. I just felt like I needed salt. Um, and I didn't have, you know, potato chips or anything. I was going to say potato chips. I was trying <laughs> to think of what else is... I don't know, I had some uh, beef sticks that I got out of the vending machine at work. It, like, I bought one and it like dumped four of them out. I'm like, all right, fine. Bonanza! And they are so salty. I'm like, I know you use it to preserve that stuff. But generally when I get, you know, beef jerky, you don't taste it like, oh, that's really fucking salty. Yeah. Like, oh, it's beef jerky. This is like, wow, this is really fucking salty. <laughs> Russ wants to know what was better, the salt or the sand. I would have to say the salt because, A, it tastes better than sand. I know, you're surprised. B, it dissolves in your mouth, unlike <laughs> sand. <laughs> and yes, I do know this. I do too. I've had sand in my mouth enough. Well, I've had sand in my eye. Why do you think my eyes are so fucked up? Don't suggest either, actually. Salt, probably not salt in the eye either. Probably as much the same thing. Oh, either one, yeah. It's no way now. Legionnaires, all the people who don't wear their mask correctly makes me wish for telekinesis. I would slap them all and then snap their mask back on. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The nose like one of those big full, you know, suits. You know, the full environmental suits, the NBC uh, suits. And just, just walk up and you're like, push. Mask, bitch. Saw some lady with the, the mask, you know, that was covering her mouth, but not her nose. And I'm like, does she just person at work who wears a get it. Yeah, shirt. Dick Nose. Dick Nose. <laughs> yep, Dick Nose. Mask. I'm like, oh, I love that oh, there's, there's a, a name for that now. Face shield, no mask, doesn't do anything. Dick <laughs> Nose. That's the best. So disparaging. It's perfect. B says, I just assume that people who don't wear their masks properly also don't know how to put condoms on. <laughs> yeah. That's Isn't that a double problem, though? That's sort of defying, you know, unfortunately, Darwinism. Yeah. Because they're going to procreate. When we're like, there's too many people we shouldn't procreate. And they're like, ah, more people. Well, yeah, sorry. Getting a little off topic. Legion. I don't know what that is, Legionnaires. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I don't know what the shame nun is. I don't know what this is. Yeah, I've watched Game of Thrones either, but I have an idea. It's, it's mandatory here in Chicago, but there's still people who are idiots. Yeah, what? it's mandatory most places that people are indeed still idiots. And the only problem I have with some certain restaurants are like, well, it's not our place to tell them to put their masks on. Actually, categorically, it is your fucking place to put them with their masks on. Tell them to put their masks on or get the fuck out. Or yeah. if you don't want to, just tell, ask me to, and I'll be more than happy to tell them to put their masks on or get the fuck out. Yeah. We've I'll even use nice veered, words. Like. Veered off of our uh, 
topic. Well, we yeah, got started on food again, and that equates to going somewhere. Nature Oops. finds a way. <laughs> well, I'm hungry. All those steakums. You know, I was thinking your little thing about getting together on a weeknight or whatever, or a weekday to hang out with friends and paint. I haven't done that in forever. And actually, it's actually pretty easy to do nowadays. It, it is, is, especially like, like V suggested to me, and I didn't realize it, but you can you can do a voice chat in a Discord DM. You can also, because uh, we tested it today, do a uh, Google Meet. We haven't tested the full thing of it, but definitely a Google Meet can do it too, because you actually can, you know... I wouldn't say stop someone from getting in, but you pretty much set the pass. You know, nobody has a link. So if you can have just a, a few of your friends, if you want to say, come mm-hmm. in. Yeah, you don't put that <laughs> I mean, because Zoom only limits you to 45 minutes. So, I mean, that's not long enough, in my opinion. Unless you actually have a Zoom account. Correct. But- but all right so i want to do this sandy texture so what are you using for the sandy textured stuff well i used um the color i used was pro acryl's golden brown which really comes in and it really looks good uh but of course i want to wash it and what's, what's the texture? Was it the GW texture? Uh... No, no, it's just a uh, glued down sand, very fine sand. Okay, okay. Very, 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 very fine sand. I have, I bought some because I. How oh, fine is that sand? It's fine. It's so fine. It's so fine. It looks it's sweet. So fine, do lang, do lang, do lang. See, I just took that in a different direction. It's so fine. But I need to wash it and do some stuff in it, but I think this soft tone is going to be too dark. It may be too dark. Strong tone. Bam. And you can always, once you put it on, just rinse your brush and just get a watery brush and. Yeah. So I was going to do this. Go over it to, to thin it's it a little. It's still too wet. The paint's still too wet. Oh, yeah. You got to let the paint dry totally. I thought it was dry already. It looked like it, but it's not. Put that to the side. Put that to the side. Let's work on. I really need to do his gems. So, with that, but I want to do the gems in contrast because it'll shine through really cool. So, let's look up Infinity Gauntlet pictures. There you go. Oh, we are. If you're painting something, look some pictures up online. Look up anything similar to that. Get some ideas. You'll get all sorts of crazy ideas. You know, that's how I came up with my camo scheme for my Rebel Troopers I'm working on. Just look at some stuff online. Uh, I took a, an existing camo scheme and made it a little crazier. Um, all that stuff can be great. I mean, one of the uh, uh, ladies you own the local store uh, started painting you know, some old Legend of the Five Rings models, and she wanted to paint them the Naga that look up like like real snakes. So she just got some pictures of snakes and did a bang-up job on it. Just, it's so much easier you got a reference there to sort of match what that reference is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If you have a picture reference, it will just make your life so much easier. 
if you know that you want to make something look like, you know, an existing animal or something, or do, you know, like a leopard pattern on your knolls or whatever, you know, just Google, Google image search that leopard pattern and, you know, get a couple reference pictures. It will help so much. Trash Rama says, so I have an owlbear I printed off for my solar desk turntable. And I thought I was going to print one off for a friend, but I forgot I had it scaled to 50% size. So I have a wee owlbear. <laughs> oh, it'd be cute. A little cute owlbear. Is it a baby owlbear? It'll tear your face off, unfortunately, but it'll be super yeah. cute. Shadows over Scotland says the other reason to have lots of work in progress minis so that while you're waiting for the paint to dry, you can work on something else. Do not suggest that enough. Like just having a little, like I have these walls out here. I'm not going, I don't go, if you will, hot and heavy on any one model or anything. So that way I've got other stuff to go. If I'm not unit painting, painting unit, it's a lot easier because you've got the next model in the line. But if you're just painting, you know, like when I was painting this night, I was painting the night with some other models with Venom and all. So I've got stuff to go back and forth while I'm waiting for it to go. Sometimes you're waiting for a brainstorm. That's just a good idea for uh, keeping her focused, too. Also, when we need that change of pace, because you're getting a little bit of that fatigue there, the change of pace model or, or everything is a great idea. That's why I try so hard to get model assembled to a point where I can paint them bases and all. So, so I can be like, I want to do something else. Let's just go. Oh, Shadows Over Scotland posted a link. What is this? Oh, God. Oh, that is adorable. Oh, that's so cute. And the Chimera Cub. Oh. Seeger Dragon, if you're still in the chat, you need to look at the... It's so cute. Oh, God. Kathy, go down and look at the, uh, the gallery at the bottom. Ah. They're all... <gasps> Chimera Cub! Oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so cute. Yes. Uh, when we did the pictures for this uh, Metal Weave Games, Amaze Falls. Those are the best. I think it might actually, is that even a. It's a, it's a book, actually. It's oh, a wow. book. Oh, and the, the gallery down at the bottom has a ton of different baby monsters. Yes. So if you go to metalweave, W-E-A-V-E dot games forward slash baby hyphen bestiary, there is the book and everything. Um, that's really cool. You can support them. Oh, God, I shouldn't tell you this. Can I think of that? I think I got a calendar. Shadows Over Scotland has the book. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. That's that good heartwarming content we need. Legionnaires is looking to find cheap shipping on Steinal. We need the Steinal Res, too, in our household. We're out of black. So, that's when you're priming, right? I could use that because I've been... I'm almost out of my Vallejo Surface Primer, and the backup I bought was uh, lost, which doesn't matter a lot, but it does look a little weird. 
seriously need the uh, the Steinal Res. Russ says I need to find a better way to store work in progress models. I try to build models. If I can assemble. Wow, I totally didn't read that right. If I can, as any sub assemblies easily get misplaced in my hobby area. I still feel like I messed up saying reading that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't read. Our reading is done for the evening. <laughs> Just in time for the media section. <laughs> oh shit. I don't even know. Alright, hold on a second. Let me finish up this one. USA quick. Airbrush is where you that's where you get all the badger stuff in the US. That's our distributor. So yeah. Maybe we just drive up to uh maybe we just drive up to the Badger Airbrush factory. Knock on the door. Hey. I mean, they're only on the other side of town from us. Need a yellow. Need a yellow. Do it, Legionnaires. Do it. Do it. Then you can visit with Ken, too. There you go. At a respectable social distance. Of course. <sighs> Ken gives good hugs too. We come for your Steinal Raz. <laughs> <laughs> we have enough airbrushes. I don't use them. I, I need to hook mine up. I need to, but a lot of stuff I take a lot of time doing by hand would probably be quicker. I need a new airbrush and they're so back ordered right now it's not even funny. Alright, cover this up. Okay, so I got uh, some work done. It's time to sleep. Oh, I didn't drink enough of my alcohol. What's wrong with me, John? Oh my god, that uh, owl bear is adorable. <laughs> yes, as the kids say nowadays, totes adorb. Totes adorb, yes. It's hot in here. So cute. You need another one, another small one, so they can be like a little family, little mom and two kids, or dad, dad and two kids, whatever. I don't Check know how owl bears. There are uh, owl bears, probably. <laughs> Legionnaires, I would use my airbrush, but I need some primer. Yeah. I would use my primer with my brush if I had primer. Actually, I do. I still have a bunch of free samples, just not black. And honestly, I'm going to be painting over the primer anyway, so it doesn't have to be black. So. Just checking your werewolf, Kathy. Yay, my werewolf. Werewolf. Mayor Castle. 
Russ is knock knock here to do a spot inspection to make sure you are following COVID regulations. Just load all that primer that will fit into my car whilst I check you're wearing masks. <laughs> yes. He needs all the owl bears. When an owl and a bear get very confused. When an owl and a bear get drunk. <laughs> Alright, um... Trashorama has the Reaper Vex. We have one of those around here. Uh, haven't tried it yet. Well, I don't. It's in Jim's airbrushing thing downstairs, and I don't go there. I don't go into that area. I don't go there. That's exactly it. I don't. I can't. It's just... It's chaos. It's utter chaos. I just... I'm afraid I'm going to tip something over and, you know, no. <laughs> so if I wanted to do airbrushing, I would have to make myself a station up upstairs in the light of day. <laughs> there is actually a new TV show about monsters, which I'm going to try watching sometime this week. Not that Monsterland one. Yeah. Is it good or bad? <gasps> We watched the first episode of that, and at first I thought, okay, this is weird, and there's, like, some supernatural something going on, mm -hmm. and I kept waiting, and finally, there was some supernatural thing going on, but it had absolutely fucking nothing to do with the what happened at the end. Which was disappointing and depressing as hell. And I'm like, why would anybody watch a show like this right now? If I want disappointing and depressing I, as hell, I have the real world. I anti-recommend it. <laughs> I recommend people stay as far away from that depressing steaming pile as they possibly can. Now we have to see it to see how bad the steaming pile depressing it is. And then somebody said the first episode is the best one. And I'm like, because that one, ah. So there's it. my review of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me go with it. Let me go with one that was even, that, that wasn't a bad review. It's my, one of my Met reviews for the week. Um, it's on Netflix called Vampires vs. The Bronx. Um, done in 2020. It's a Netflix, Netflix movie. Um, it's pretty much vampires are coming in and buying up all the property in the Bronx. And then a couple of kids are trying to save the, save this area of the Bronx and, uh, keep people in. Um, while I was watching it, I had a really funny vibe watching it. It reminded me of like, you may remember the old, I think it was like eighties to early nineties, uh, the monster squad. It was 80s. It was 80s. I'm pretty sure it was the 80s. It was called the Monster Squad. Or... Of course I'm familiar with the Monster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> great, great Monsters. movie, by the way. Re really, really good. It kind of reminded me of that because... <laughs> Wolfman doesn't have no hearts. Wolfman has no hearts. Because <laughs> um, it's about three kids that are learning about werewolves, are learning about vampires and how to fight them. And in today's age, where do they go to learn about fighting vampires they go watch the blade movie oh that's solid 
I'd watch I mean, Blade. it's better than Twilight. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> so they study the Blade movie on how to fight vampires and all He's that stuff. Lost Boys. Do what? Could they at least just go on with the Lost Boys? <laughs> no, they watched Blade, you know, the, the first step, first movie. And it was, um, it's not a bad show. It's really not. They're kid, teenage kids in a modern day, you know, trying to fight vampires and uh, in the Bronx. And it, it wasn't bad. It's, it, was, it was a good sit and just turn your brain off type movie. It gives my man rating of 2.5 because it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. It was just a good, subtle little romp of young kids trying to be hot guys, you know, all into the girls type thing. Um, <laughs> trying to Did get... they at least have a very long scene with techno? Um... With their techno music? No, it was more like rap and stuff. It was more modern day stuff, so. But, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. It was just there. So, I mean, if you got, like, an hour and a half to burn and you just want to watch... It's some... a movie that existed. Yes. <laughs> type thing. So, I mean, it wasn't bad. So, I give, I give it my two, my man rating. There's worse things out there to watch. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> but... Um, there are other things that are so much better. Yep. Yes. That's why... 15 minutes into the second episode of Monsterland, we were like, nope, let's go back to watching Rick and Morty. Speaking of which, you should probably give us a review of Rick, Rick and Morty. Wow. Rick and Morty? Fucking awesome. <laughs> it's one of those shows that I think people either really like it or they really hate it. Uh, and I can understand, I can see both sides of that. I personally really enjoy it because it's, it's kind of... Uh, a theater of the absurd. It's just life is absurd. Existence is absurd. And that's exactly how Rick Sanchez lives his life. Everything is pointless. And there's a multiverse where people exist in all these different universes. And it's like the master of portals. It's just, I just, there's so much weird stuff going on. In uh, existence is pain, Captain. And he says, "Yeah, it's they, it's ridiculous. It's they absurd." They actually had a version of Rick and Morty in uh, Borderlands Three as a uh, a random, unique villain that uh, you know target that could show up. Szechuan sauce. <laughs> oh yeah, I know about that. I got that meme. <laughs> Banyan. Oh god. <laughs> oh. Poor Morty. There you go. Sometimes I think that Morty is actually Rick as a kid. And he's like his own grandfather. And that's why he's so fucked up. Possible. <laughs> um, I did finish uh, Enola Holmes. Um, finished the, I watched about half of it and then continued watching it uh, a couple of days later. Um, if you like Sherlock Holmes stuff, you'll like this. It actually was very, very entertaining. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, definitely, it's female Sherlock Holmes type thing. It wasn't, and that's the best way to put it. Uh, very solid, good, good drama, good action, good, you know, 
mystery. It was really, really, really uh, a good Sherlock Holmes from the sister's point of view and the sister doing all the Sherlock Holmes stuff. Always looking at the camera, watching it. Um, you know, the, the she, she'd say something and say something to the camera, you know, part of the mystery and what she's supposed to do and how she's supposed to do it. It was pretty solid. I, I give it like one to maybe, I mean, it would be pushing it for a one and a half, but a very solid, good, um, good movie. Um, not a ton of shaky cam, but a ton of good fun. I thought it really was good. I, I liked, um, I liked their version of Sherlock Holmes because he had a little bit more emotion. Um, Moriarty and all everything was everything was good and solid. Not Moriarty. Um, his other brother, Cam- Mycroft. Oh, Mycroft. Mycroft. Yeah. Mycroft was amazing, and the Mycroft and Nola, uh, bouncing off each other type thing and shit they gave each other was really good. Um, so definitely recommend it. It's you know just a quick movie, not too bad. Uh, like roughly around two hours. So definitely go watch it. Um, I could deal with another one. I could deal with her as Enola Holmes doing another yeah. uh, movie. I, I heard from someone they were talking about spinning off a Henry Cavill as in yet another Sherlock Holmes series because there aren't <laughs> enough Sherlock Holmes series out there. I mean, re examining every uh-huh. aspect of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Which um, I did watch another episode of the Sherlock Holmes BBC series. Clement watched it also, which I haven't seen all of it yet. So I was like, "Oh, I need to watch that because I wish it was really good." I never saw the final season of that one, and it's on Netflix, so I should really probably do that because I really enjoyed that series overall. Yeah, I like that one too. I have not seen the final. I sort of got pulled away by other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I'm still. I just finished. I guess you could say season one. Uh, we just finished that this uh, this last Thursday. Watched the the episode of that, and so we'll have to wait and see how it goes. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely definitely good. No no problems about it so far. Well, well, I only got one movie in this week, but uh, a movie I watched is a 1984 movie called Streets of Fire, which you all may or may not know. You've only heard of it. I didn't actually watch it. Oh. Give me a breakdown, John. A breakdown? Uh, so it's best summed up by its opening preamble where it says a rock and roll fable in another time, another place. Because it is this weird mashup of like 80s and 50s. Which makes sense because I say every 30 years you're like looking back at the 30 years before it as being, you know, so great. And, you know, you got you take some influences from that. But it's very 50s, but it's got some 80s, you know, like music, video, that kind of stuff. But it's very, it feels very sort of 50s, but it's not committal as to when it is. And it doesn't need to be. It's not committal as to where it is. Like, you don't ever see a state or anything. You don't need to know. It's not important. The whole plot is starts off with uh, a, a young lady, Ellen Aim, played by, she's a singer, played by Diane Lane, a very young Diane Lane. And she's playing a benefit concert at her hometown. Uh, You get all this through quick exhibition by her manager, Billy Fish, played by Rick Moranis, which is topical. 
And she, a basically a motorcycle gang led by none other than Willem Dafoe, comes <laughs> and kidnaps her. Uh, well, a young lady who's at the concert calls uh, her brother to come back to rescue her because they used to be lovers back in the day. Enter uh, uh, Tom Cody, played by Michael Bray, and probably his best role. That's not saying a lot for Michael Bray. No offense, Michael Bray. He's not a great actor. I mean, what can he say? He got. He, he's still acting. He's not terrible, <laughs> but definitely doesn't hold a candle like the leading man from like today. But it's got pretty much like an all-star cast because you've got Willem Dafoe as leader of the uh, the Bombers, the motorcycle gang. Diane Lane is Ellen Aim. You've got Rick Moranis, Amy Madigan. You've got uh, Rick Rosovich from. 10 seconds of uh, Top Gun and some other movies fame. You've got Lee Ving, who played Mr. Body in Clue, in addition to being the lead singer of an actual punk band. And then they pick up this uh, band at one point. So basically he goes in, he convinces uh, Rick Moranis' character, Billy Fish, to pay him to rescue Ellen because they didn't break up well. And he recruits Amy Madigan, who is a, a soldier, female soldier named McCoy, to... Uh, go rescue her. So they literally just go rescue the damsel. So they go in, rescue her, and on the way back they, they go through a couple things to try and get back to town. It's a very it's not super fast paced. The action's all in quick spurts, which is cool. And it's really almost like it's a it's a rock and roll fable. They they put all the songs in the movie for a good portion of the movie. Like it's not quite like a bunch of music videos added together, but there is definitely that sort of MTV type of element to it. Uh, on their way back, they need another ride, so they get a bus um, with the Sorrells, who, like, half the Sorrells are names also. Robert Townsend is playing one of them. Uh, Michael T. Williamson is playing one of them. Uh, Grandel Bush, who's been in a bunch of movies, including Die Hard, is playing one of them. It was like, holy shit, people just come out of the woodwork. And even some of the secondary cast you'll see here and there, like, you know, having Bill Paxton's in it as a bartender. There's a bunch of actors you'll recognize their voice or their face. It's just it's a good cast, which honestly the director Walter Hill is really good at. He's he's done a lot of movies. He's got a definite style to him, and this whole thing is very stylistic. It's very very interesting. Um, but I love it. It is like I said, very rock and roll. I love the soundtrack, most of it. The only song anyone would ever notice is. Um, I Can Dream About You, which was the only one that actually made any sort of hit. But it's very cool. It's not super violent. It's good for... I mean, it's it's very light PG. Um, it's only one moment that's not a questionable when to help get her away, he punches his girlfriend. But, like, what? Are you... Okay, sure. That's the tough guy thing to do, I guess. You punch her and knock her out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very enjoyable. I, I'm going to give it... I'll give it one, one uh, space herpy. It is very enjoyable as long as you're okay with moderately paced stuff. It is definitely not as fast-paced as things are today, but does a good job of showing and not telling or telling in the context of the story and not just exposition. You know, it comes up in, you know, when when uh, uh, Merck Marissa's character, and he's playing a bit of a that sort of promoter sleazebag almost. Not pure sleazebag, but definitely that kind of, that kind of guy. And Rick Moranis is great, of course. Oh, yeah. And it comes up in natural conversations. Like, I can be, you know, he's like, he's like, 
the guy's like, hey, look at that crowd. He's like, yep. And I don't have a you know dime to, between them all. I can be making real money tonight rather than you know coming back here or hometown for some charity gig. And that's all the, the backstory you need. It doesn't waste time with shit you don't need, you know, backstory and all. You get it all through natural, like, you know, Tom Cody was in the army. That's all you need to know. And then it's just got standard, you know, sort of solid action and cool soundtrack and just very interesting movie, especially including a fight between Willem Dafoe and uh, Michael Parampian that is not what you'd expect. <laughs> so there you go. I recommend it. I don't know where you can stream it for you because Shock of Shock is a movie John loves since for a while. He owns it. <laughs> the way I am. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, uh, I watched. Um, I've had it on my Amazon queue for a while, and I finally was like, uh, I can just. I'm gonna sit here Saturday and just veg. And I watched Guns Akimbo. Oh, uh, why would you do that? That doesn't look good. <laughs> so Guns Akimbo, starring Daniel Radcliffe and Samara. I can't remember. Um, her last name. Um, but it is about a guy that pretty much has no life that is thrust into a killing game and everything oh. else. Um, the weaving. Mo- the the music is awesome. The action is awesome. The story and all the other part suck (laughs) but you can tell when they were filming this we know that we are nothing but an action flick and we're gonna play it up as hard as possible um (laughs) it it wasn't bad but it wasn't good either the action was really really fun to watch the story was pretty stupid um you knew what was gonna go on you knew how it was gonna work uh, but I mean, it, it, it yeah, that, that's the best way to put it, Legionnaires. It is hilariously bad, but it it knows it's hilariously bad too. So that's the thing, it knows it's hilariously bad, and it plays up to that too. So it 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 it, it leads to that. It knows it's not going to be Oscar-winning performance, or it's going to do any of that stuff. It knows it's supposed to be stupid and campy and moronic. Um, so it actually was pretty decent. Um, I give it about a two, two space herpes, um, because it just, you know, it, it you, you kind of just meld with it and you're like, don't give a damn. Music is great, though. The music is wonderful in it. Like, a good music can help a movie. Like, people will bitch about it. And actually, not remember what I was going to watch. But I like having some good, you know, actual music in, like, melded into a movie at the appropriate points. It really... I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Really, yeah, it changes accident and hits you. Yeah, it it really went really good. It was trying to do the music really fit what they were doing in there, and so it was really really good. I I mean, like I said, one maybe pushing two, but I mean it might not be some people's things. But it was actually fun to watch. It, uh, I it enjoyed it. Like about a two to me because a lot of people I respect liked it, but I know that sometimes their tastes run different than mine. <laughs> yeah, but definitely it looked like that from what I heard. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, like I said, it was. I'd, I'd recommend it. Uh, it's on. Yeah. It, it's pretty much. It's it's just. It knows that it's being campy, and it's worth it. That's important. Yeah. 
you can tell that they're you can tell that they had to do some retakes or they probably cracked themselves up <laughs> doing stupid shit and the blooper reel probably would have been hilarious to watch. Oh, kind of, I miss that, you know, from like the old Smokey and the Bandit and oh, uh, yeah. Cannibal Run, all the, uh, what's his name? I forget his name, the stuntman who made movie, who ended up becoming a director, who directed all Burt Reynolds stuff for there, Smokey and the Bandit and Cannibal Run 1 and 2 and all that. Uh, I really miss that. That's super fun. And like the Jackie Chan outtakes. Mm-hmm. God, so good. Oh, yeah, those are best. Yeah. Uh, I've watched Horns, and Horns wasn't bad either. Um uh, <laughs> Hey, Arathu. Arathu got it in one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to do a quick no-spoiler review of Raised with Wolves. Um, I fucking love the show. Okay. Uh, I I love this this show. The ending is an oh-my-god type ending, and it's already been renewed for another season, so I'm happy. Um, So I'm, like, all for it. Um, If you're not watching Raised by Wolves on HBO Max, Please go do it. Um, it is a very unique sci-fi. It is very interesting. Uh, Acting is really good. Everything's solid in this. Um, go watch it. Um, I would give it maybe one Space Herpes, if anything, to half a Space Herpy. But it's solid. Kathy, I think you would really like it more than anything. Um, I probably would. It sounds just like because fun. he loves the shout-outs. My boss watched it and... Didn't think it was bad, but really thought that it taxed credulity a bit too much for his tastes. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty credulous, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one I do want to talk about and go in a little in depth is um, I watched a series. It's eight episodes uh, called Utopia. Utopia is a remake from a British TV series called Utopia. Utopia. And... <clears throat> This series is not for the faint of heart. Um, I watched and said, um, when I was watching it, I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. When was this filmed? And they actually finished filming this series on like October of last year. Um, Utopia is about a group of geeks uh, that are really big into this comic book. And this comic book artist was able to predict things that happened in the future when he did this artist, when he did the artwork. Um, and the last episode never, the last comic never came out. And so it's been like this cult favorite, so on and so forth. Um, this couple finds the last, you know, issue type thing. And so everybody's clamoring for it and everybody wants it and everybody wants this and everybody wants it. And they find out that the comic book actually predicts the end of the world. Oh, and the end of the world is... You, you find this out in this thing. I'm not spoiling. You find out the end of the world is caused by a new virus that hits the world and has a new pandemic. Um... Every episode, they actually have a warning that this is not relevant to what is going on today, so on and so forth. Because this, this was actually written, I think it was back in 2003. I think is when the original BBC aired. Um, it has Rain Wilson in it uh, as a big one. John Cusack, which really hasn't done anything forever. Um, uh, a, a bunch of small, no-name type actors and actresses. Um, I'll tell you, I really enjoyed this because it keeps you on your toes and you don't know what the fuck is going on. I had somebody else just recommending that show. But... It is, you know, it, it, it's dark. 
it's a dark comedy. You can tell there's uh, British influence in the stuff they're doing. It is a dark comedy in places. Uh, you know, you don't expect things to happen, and it happens. Uh, it is violent. It is bloody. Um, but it is solid. Um, everybody's comparing it to the UK version, saying it's horrible compared to the UK version. I never saw the UK version, so I can't compare it. Uh, I'm going to see if I can try to find some episodes of it and see. Um, but I thought it was interesting that they finished filming in like October of 2019 and the story, you know, it's just now hitting um, everything because, and like I said, at the beginning of every episode, they have a warning stating this is not what's going on, you know, in any, you know, what is it? Any relation to what's happening in the world today. And you're today. saying it's a comic that predicted the future? promise it, it, it's a comic book that predicted <laughs> the future, the future. <laughs> what? yeah um but really it's really solid the acting's really good uh the characters are great uh the funny parts are funny as hell and the dark parts are dark as shit um but it's really solid storytelling i highly recommend it it gets a i'd say half to zero for me um, I really enjoyed it. It kept me on my toes. But you know me, it's hard for me to concentrate on a TV show. I I was like, you want to talk? Yes, I, I paused. Okay, answered a tech message, paused. You know, there was no way I could not be glued to this. Watch right, it so all. Watch I felt the same about way the movie that, that I saw. Yeah. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. Hey, this Kathy. You watched a movie this week. I'm I watched a movie today. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, you did. <laughs> I watched Red, the the 2010 movie starring Bruce Willis, uh, among a huge cast of yeah. amazing okay. people, and I was riveted for the entire thing. And I did have to pause it, like if I was messaging somebody or something, because I I had to I couldn't miss. I have to rewatch it because I feel like there's a few things that I might have missed. So darn. I'm going to be rewatching it because I liked it that much. I knew you'd like that movie. That's Russ, oh, it's fantastic. Russ says, what have you done with the real Kathy? No, I do like these movies. I just, I don't watch that many movies. Uh, so, you know, it, I really, really enjoyed this one. I was like zero space herpes. This is, immediately i immediately was sucked in there's this guy in a bathrobe like wandering around his house at the beginning i'm just like sucked in I'm like so what's i wonder what's going on with this guy and he's like you know ripping up his check and he's calling the 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 place and i, I can see what he's doing i mean i can understand what he's doing there like he's lonely he wants to talk to and i only just found out today that there's a second one so i have to watch that <laughs> too of course <laughs> i have not seen the second one yet so yeah the I second know, I... one will maybe be watched next weekend uh, let me know if you plan on it i'll see if i can watch it too oh yeah yeah you know, tag team review like we that would be fun yeah so yes i yeah See Red. Watch it. It's free on Amazon Prime right now. Yep. John Malkovich, huh? John oh, Malkovich. Yeah. And I love him to begin with. Like the whole, I mean, Ernest Borgnine's character. Yep. And of course, I love Carl Urban. Uh, and uh, 
just yeah everybody they were yeah. all good they're all great helen mirren yes helen mirren's still i mean richard dreyfus i just yeah the and the music is, richard dreyfus isn't bad but richard dreyfus is easily the worst part of the movie yeah it's not bad yeah still not bad yeah um the pig at the ear the, <laughs> the pig i'm getting the pig get the pig I'm like, I don't know what that means, but he's excited about it, and so that's going to be awesome. You know it's going to be. I feel the much the same way when someone calls me old man. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I love that, where he shoots the thing, and then the, yeah. It's like, it is absolutely, at points, asinine. Like, that is not even remotely realistic. You're like, right. I don't care, because it right. was But so you fun. know that's what he's going to do. Also, yeah. you know that's what's about to happen, and, and so you love it. That moment made it on the Mythbusters. We're like, can we test this? To I, see if this would work? I laughed out loud at that point, and I didn't care. I'm like, I'm along for the ride. But yeah, it was, uh, I, I recommend that one. Yeah. Right Monsterland can suck it. But this, <laughs> this was fantastic. There you go. And that's our show. <laughs> I'm John. I'm Gonzo. I'm <laughs> Guys. Right, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Watch out for each other. Just make sure everyone's cool. You know, this is 2020. Things are crazy. We all need to be looking out for each other. We are better together. And we can keep everyone in good spirits and good health by doing the right things. I agree. Guys. Arathi, you totally should make a movie. Yeah, I saw the big graphic novel he did, so that would be, uh, that, that would be fun. Please look after each other. Wear your damn mask. Wear your damn mask. Wear your damn mask. Over your nose. No, no stick. Mouth and nose. She wasn't clear, I'm going to be clear. Mouth and nose.